everyone. I hope all you listeners had a positive weekend and are looking forward to another great week. This is Sean Curry, and you're listening to Good News, Positive Views, Episode 3. Today's show has some great news. The youngest woman flies across the world, indigenous peoples taking on climate change, another social media-driven donation campaign, and much more. But before we start, I ask everyone again, please give a click to the like button and subscribe to Good News Positive Views. It only takes a couple moments of your time, but it'll help me continue to get the word out about all the good news in the world. Thanks, everyone. Now, let's get to it. Our first story for today is titled, Flying Solo, Around the World in 155 Days. In 1928, Amelia Earhart became the first female aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic. With her small airplane, she traversed the Atlantic Ocean in just under 15 hours. Earhart is a legend and opened doors for women in aviation. And this story that I'm sharing could not have happened without her work. 19-year-old Zara Rutherford, a Belgian-British pilot, was born to aviate. Both of her Belgian mother and British father were pilots themselves, and when Zara mentioned her dream of flying, her parents' response was simply, go for it. Rutherford took off on August 18th in her small Shark UL plane, with the goal of traversing the globe in three months. Along her more than 32,000 mile journey, 32,000 miles, wow. She visited 41 countries, crossed vast oceans, and even spent a few weeks in a small Siberian village. In addition, she had to navigate some bad weather, visa holdups, avoid the dreaded North Korean airspace, and even steer around wildfires in California. And she made sure to chronicle all of this on her social media page. This long trip was full of challenges, and Rutherford even feared for her life at times with the bad weather and dangers of open airspace. In Alaska, she battled severe turbulence, and over Singapore, she was nearly struck by lightning. California's wildfires were quite a feat to traverse as she could not rise above the smoke, flying blind for extended periods of time. She had to rely on her tracking system that was in her plane to be able to get her through that. It's incredible what this stuff can do. So this past Thursday, Rutherford landed in Belgium after flying across the world in five months, two months longer than expected, becoming the youngest woman to fly solo around the world. The previous record age was U.S. aviator Shasta Wise, who completed the journey at age 30. And for those of you wondering, the youngest person to ever traverse the globe was 18-year-old. British aviator Travis Ludlow, set in 2021. I don't know about you, but 18-year-old Sean could not possibly fly across the world. Upon landing, Rutherford's mother stated that while she was excited to see her daughter safely home and excited to celebrate, she shared that I think Zara wants to celebrate by sleeping, maybe two weeks. And I gotta say, that's exactly what I would do after such a magnanimous trip. It's quite a way to see the world. A brave and adventurous human. And for those of you interested, you can find her trip chronicles and social media information on her website, flyzolo.com. Our next story is titled, Indigenous Groups Taking Lead on Climate Action. 
Climate change has been a more and more pressing topic over the past several years. Estimates today are that we're warming way too quickly, and the policies that we're putting in place are not doing enough to prevent destructive warming from occurring. There are dozens of international consortiums, committees, and PACs out there working to end the out-of-control climate change. In particular, the United Nations Climate Change Conference, abbreviated COP, which occurs every few years. Unfortunately, many of these groups are not making impactful change, or at least not at a needed speed to make true impact in time. However, one group of people who are making a true impact in our environment are indigenous peoples. Indigenous attendees at this past year's COP26 were quite noticeable, standing out in their colors and actions compared to the suits that you typically see at these conferences. These people were sharing frontline stories about weather extremes hitting their own ecosystem, from fires to mass flooding. While you may think they were there to ask for help, this was not the case. Attendees were there to share that what they were doing to combat climate change. One example was the Murai Hoitoto of the Peruvian Amazon, who partnered with Global Forest Watch to use GPS tracking devices and drones in order to spot illegal work and intruders before harm's done. Another example are the Wampis people of Peru as well, who have set up a government of the Wampis nation, kind of like the Iroquois nation in America hundreds of years ago. This was done to ensure that they can help secure the land rights that are theirs, a major hot-button topic right now. The Sapara nation in Ecuador are led by women, which is an unusual thing who campaigned via court cases and public relations to get a Chinese-owned oil company out of the forest. These groups see these campaigns not just as a human rights issue, but a way to keep our climate in check and get countries on track to their climate commitments. These groups are well-organized and making true impact on our climate, more than what many of our own committees and PACs can say. Kudos to these hard-working people for making lasting change for not just their community, but our planet as well. Our next story is titled, Kansas City Chiefs fans are donating $300,000 to Buffalo's Children's Hospital. I'm a huge football fan. As someone who grew up playing and watching football, you can rest assured I was watching all of this year's NFL playoff games. And for all those sport fans out there, we know there's winners and losers. In the playoffs, there's even bigger winners and harder losers than normal. But this story, it's truly a win-win. Last Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs took on the Buffalo Bills, one of the greatest games of football I've ever seen. In the end, the Chiefs took home the victory with a miraculous 13-second, and remember that number, touchdown drive led by their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, to tie the game and send it to overtime. And in overtime, the Chiefs drove the length of the field, scoring a touchdown on their first possession to end the game and get them to advance to the next round. While the end of the game was quite difficult for Buffalo fans, it did spark a great giving initiative. In the week following the game, Chiefs fans helped raise more than $300,000 in donations for a local children's hospital there in western New York. And many of these donations were for $13. Remember that number? The same number of seconds it took for Mahomes to tie the game against the Bills. This was sparked by Chiefs fan Brett Fitzgerald on Facebook. 
More than 15,000 donors came together to give the Oishai Children's Hospital all that cash. This is also the organization that Bills quarterback Josh Allen's foundation supports. These charitable actions have become quite a trend in the past few years, especially in football. Bills fans raised more than $400,000 last year to support Lamar Jackson, the quarterback of the Ravens, charity after they defeated his team. And the Bills Mafia, as Bills fans like to be called, also raised over $40,000 for one of their area's visual impairment charities in honor, and I say this in honor because it's in jest, of the NFL referees who missed key calls during a game this past year. Oishai Children's Hospital tweeted Thursday, Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Our team in the Patricia Allen Pediatric Recovery Wing thanks you for donating $312,800 for more than 15,800 donors. This team works hard caring for the kids in western New York, and your donations help ensure that they have all the tools needed to be ready to help. Hashtag Bill's Mafia. Another great story of giving by a group of people, even if it was in response to a football victory. Now on to our good deed of the week. It's entitled, Mom, Reunited with Cop and Paramedic Who Helped Deliver Her Baby on Christmas Eve. Our good deed of the week is quite a crazy story. On Christmas Eve, Chelsea Anderson went into labor a couple days before she was scheduled for a C-section or a cesarean section. She knew from past visits that the umbilical cord was wrapped around her child's neck, making this a surely complicated birth. Knowing this, when she went into labor on Christmas Eve, she called 911 immediately for assistance. The first responders on the scene were New York Police Department, or NYPD, officer Kyle Negrin and Eric Ramirez, a paramedic. Upon arriving, Officer Negrin, a father of three himself, recognized exactly what was happening and used his own experiences to help calm her down. However, in the ambulance, Anderson's child decided he wasn't going to wait. The boy was coming now. Negrin and Ramirez were able to safely get little Avion, the baby boy, out, unwrapping the umbilical cord carefully, even in the middle of traffic in a moving ambulance. Negrin and Ramirez were reunited this past week with Chelsea and little Avian for the first time since. Officer Negrin shared, Delivering Avian was probably the proudest moment of my career, and I'm very appreciative that we get to meet everyone in this setting as opposed to the scary setting we had on Christmas Eve. With all that's going on in today's world and the difficult environment police are navigating today, this was quite a refreshing and rewarding experience. And I'll end today's Good Deed of the Week story with a recommendation that you think about your local first responders and thank them who are out on the front lines doing what must be done every day. All right, and finally, our life tip of the week. And it's entitled, Let a friend's or colleague's success motivate you, not create jealousy. We all have those spells where we feel stagnant in our life, our work, even our love life. And this could become exasperated when we see others on Facebook or in our place of work sharing their successes. This could create jealousy, envy, and even slow you more from achieving the goals that you want. However, here's a few things to keep in mind when you begin feeling this way. 
First, people largely are only sharing the positive things in their life on social media. So, it may feel like everyone is having a perfect life and only continuing to achieve. But, there's likely a lot more to it than meets the eye. Second thing is that if your friend or colleague is succeeding in a similar field as you, use it as motivation. And ask them what they did to grow to the next step. A new process? Looking at things differently? Taking initiative on opportunities before they're asked? You'd be surprised how many people are willing to share, and especially if they're your friend. They should want to help to see you succeed as well. If not, maybe you need a new friend. Third, if you're feeling jealous, take this time to sit down and think about your life and what you can do to make a positive change. This may be a signal that you need a new hobby, passion project, or maybe even a new career plan. Take time to self-reflect. And finally, open a book or educational website. Constantly obsessing over other people's lives and achievements only leads us down a dark path. So use this time for productive endeavors instead. Open a book, learn a new skill, or look into a side hustle. There's always something out there you can do. I hope these tips are helpful for you. Even one small step can make a world of difference in our outlook in life. All right, we're at the end of today's episode. I hope everyone enjoyed these stories today. Let's reflect and look for more positive things in life. Focus less on the negative for at least a few minutes each day. Thank you to everyone who listened today. If you liked what you heard, please give me a like and positive review. And if you have a good news story or idea you want to share, let me know. My email is listed in the show page, and you can add a comment to the episode as well. Until next time, this is Sean Curry on Good News, Positive Views. See you, everyone.